Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. Okay, everybody, welcome to Drag Me Out. My name is Cass. My name is Haley. And we're going to talk our usual shit, but for the first time ever, we're in the same room. Check it out. Ooh. Ooh. I can actually smack her when she uses the pen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know you don't like to talk about your week. Mm-hmm. I know you like to talk about your musings. Yeah. I like to go against the grain. How mm-hmm. was your week? Okay. Well, yeah. So, it wasn't great. And I felt very blocked everywhere, like creatively, mentally. Like I felt like I was on that edge and just teetering over. It's one of the reasons why I didn't watch the movie. Sorry, Shaz. We'll do it next week. Yeah, so I was I was feeling very blocked and yeah, my, my chi, my chakras, apparently we have seven of them. Didn't know that. One in our head, one in our throat, one in our heart. I think there's a few in the vagina. I'm not it, really sure. Is it like the seven deadly sins or something? Well, there, I think there's seven of them. I'm well, there's sure. seven deadly sins. Yeah. So but, like yeah. is your chakra aligned to those are you gluttonous are you you know greedy do you have envy what would i be envious about look at me so um so i went to a (laughs) i am because my chakras are open (laughs) so some my i went to a healer an energy healer Uh and I can't remember her name for the life of me, but she was lovely. She she goes, oh, do you have a piece of jewellery that you wear? And I said, look, I wear my wedding ring all the time. No, I don't really wear any other jewellery except for that. So she put that on. She's like, oh, anxious, stressed, over the edge. And I'm like, yep, that's me. That's married. <laughs> um, so she did the whole, like, we just had a chat. It was like, it's like the same as going to a psychologist. They're basically the same level. Because mm-hmm. psychology, you don't need a degree, I don't believe. You do. Yeah, but it's like. You're not a doctor. No, but you still need a university degree. Okay, to, to talk to people. They lord it over me every week. <laughs> that's when you'd be like, be a psychiatrist. Anyway, so. Give me the drugs. Because <laughs> that's the difference between the two. Yes, exactly. One yeah. gives drugs, one does not. Yeah. Um. So, yes, yeah, so we just had a chat and then she's like, oh, look, I'll, I'll just sort of feel around you and not actually touch. No, she, there was no touching. It was more of outside. <laughs> yeah, like like this stuff. like pulling. Like, is it like Reiki? Yes, that's what it was, yeah. Um, so she did that and I actually felt a lot better. Like it could be psychological, but I feel that, yeah. If it was psychological, then the psychology part worked. Mm-hmm. How much did she charge you? Uh, 150 So she's cheaper than a psychologist? Yes. Because psychologists charge like 195 bucks. Yeah, so she's minimum. cheaper than a psychologist and it was much more relaxing. Nice. Yeah. So it was like getting a massage without being touched. Did she massage your arsehole? Uh, <laughs> you My see what arsehole, I did there? Arsehole. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's the joke, husband. <laughs> You're welcome. So, yeah, so felt much lighter. That could be just because I talk, talked about shit, but, you know, she did the whole, okay, this is where I, I you kind of lose me. You know how they have the crystal hanging off the chain mm-hmm. and they they 
they hold it over you and she held it over my chakras and she's like this should be spinning this should be spinning if it if your chakras are open and she did my head she's closed true and then she did my heart which was open so it spun you have one okay yeah and that's what i thought i was like what where is this and then the rest of them completely still right but then afterwards, she does it to show you that they're opened up again. And I'm like, well, you could just be waving your hand to make it move. It wouldn't make take much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so anyway, so you kind of lose me at the crystals part. Yep. And I get people believe in crystal stuff, but it's just, it's just not for me. Moldavite. So, yeah. That was one of mine. That was, that was my week. That was my my other musings was I didn't know with AirPods you could put them in a room and hit live listen and listen to something in the room. Which no. Is the one. Yeah. Are you serious? So if you want to peek on your wife, you leave it in the room, go use the other one, hit live listen, and you can listen to what your wife's doing. No, no. idea. No idea that that could even be a thing. The more you know. The more you know. And shooting star. <laughs> and then. Okay. This is a question for you. This is why I have my musing. Sure. If you help someone move. Which you have helped us move. Is this finally retribution? (laughs) This is what I was thinking. I was like, if you help someone move, are they immediately in debt to you for the rest of their life? No. For one one favour? I've stayed friends with you for many years afterwards, so we're square. (laughs) But um, I feel that you should um, call in. Uh, like a grand's favor and you know what i actually wouldn't have a problem with you saying like you know how i helped you move like i know i don't like it i'm not a fan of selfless acts that need the reward yeah you know what i mean like it, so let's just say for argument's sake i was to buy my wife an expensive piece of jewelry mm-hmm. right just for the reason that i love her and then one day i, I you know i i, I want to call in a big favor and go remember when i bought you that piece of jewelry can I have a blowjob? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, I, I feel that you'd probably probably be able to call them out if you were about, you asked for the favour and they went, no, you go, I didn't even hesitate when you moved. Mm-hmm. And it, it, somebody like me would be like, right, here's, you've got your one fable, okay. Yeah. So are you, is this where you're calling in the favour No, or? I'm just putting that in the bank. Right. Like right. that's, I'll remember that. Okay. And then. So that was my musing. Nice. And that was your week. That was my week. Wow. How was your week? It was it was good slash great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my office uh, where I was um, originally has closed and I've had to move into the city office. And so we did our first two days in there. And that was nice because I caught up with some people and there's a lot more things to choose from. My problem is that the area that I'm in currently right now is surrounded by Cartier. Uh, Bally, Burberry, Tiffany, no, is it Tiffany's? Yeah, yeah Tiffany's. Tiffany's. Um, an awesome IGA. The IGA is really, really good. And a whole bunch of other designer places. It's painful to know that, A, I can fit into the stuff now. B, I can afford it-ish. C, I can't have it because if I could afford it and I could fit into it and I wanted to buy it and I purchased it, we probably have no money. Yeah, it's such a label haul. I couldn't care less. It's not about that. It's about the fact that for a long time I either couldn't afford it or couldn't fit into it and now I can do both. 
Doesn't mean you should wear it. Money can't buy you class. <laughs> so then, you know, typical week, typical week, typical week. Then we get to Thursday. So then we went to Taronga Zoo and we went to the drag gala where we saw Karen from Finance, mm-hmm. Electroshock, uh, Sea Space Horse, uh, a drag, I, I think it's a drag king named Hugo Girl who was great. Very, very good. Uh, Molly Poppins, uh, Coco Jumbo, Carla from Bankstown. I'm forgetting. Oh, and then the most amazing thing happened. I met. I got photos and we had a chat and I told her about the podcast and she was like, yeah, we'll sort something out later on. Like it was so good. She was so good. She's huge. So cool. Yeah, she's really tall. Like the heels weren't overly big, like high, because they were off. Electroshock, I would just like to throw out there, and I have video footage, and hopefully Hayley's going to put it up. She jumped off the stage. It was a five-and-a-half, six-foot-high stage where she jumps off in stiletto boots, like the stiletto heel boots, onto uneven concrete. It was amazing. There was not one bad act out of any of them. They were all, oh. California Cape was another of the queens. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was so good, and there were families there. There were kids, like young kids, there. We had a young little girl sitting next to us who knew all of the old school songs words, all of the new words, all of the songs that I don't even know the the words to because I'm old. But she knew all of them, and she was like dancing around a little bit. It was very cute, and. Uh, there were two young kids right at the front who were big Kidamine fans and Kidamine pointed them out in the crowd and then afterwards jumped down and got photos with them. And gave it. it was just, um, it was such a good night. The weather was great. The scenery was beautiful because it was the zoo. And if I looked straight to my right, just even a little bit, I saw the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. Like that was the view. Yeah. And it was this twilight thing and I believe they're doing it every year now. It was so good. So, so good. And then, the week got a little bit worse because Haley turned up and we're in the same room together. Mm. Which means I can hit you because you're yes, right but there. I can retaliate. No, nah. so but you still can't t- catch me in a foot race. No, I'd be surprised. I'm quicker <laughs> than I look. So the reason why we're actually in the same room today is because we are going to the Cabaret Soiree Spectacular with our lovely guest that will be turning up later on in this episode charismatic so we will be going to see her tonight so tonight is a saturday night so by the time uh this actually airs gee it was a good show it's great (laughs) charismatic was fantastic what a lovely gal lovely lovely gal we had a great time the people were lovely oh i didn't tell you Mm -hmm. i didn't tell you i didn't tell you so while we were at the zoo and we were sitting waiting for the show to start, there's a pathway just in front of where we were sitting and we were sitting on this little grassy bit and this woman walked up and looked at me and stared me down and was kind of doing the half point thing. Like, is that? And I was just like looking at her and I went back down to looking at my phone and then she stood there again and I looked up and she was like with a friend going, is that? And I just kind of half smiled and put my head down and they walked off. I think I got recognised. 
No. Yeah. No. <laughs> One of the five people who watch this who are not related to us or friends of us, I think, recognise me. Also, if you're watching DMS, we'll put, we'll we'll call you out. Tell us to watch a movie. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I think I got I think I got recognised. That's insane. I know. With all our tens of followers. I know. I turned around to my wife and I, I, and, and I went like this. I went, so this is what the start of stardom feels like? <laughs> you should have been like, what the fuck's your problem, bitch? Mind you, the other thing could have been like, <laughs> she's going, oh, my God, look, it's a lesbian in the wife. <laughs> did you escape from one of the enclosures? <laughs> yeah. It's funny you should say that because I was reading a thing you did, on oh, Facebook okay. the other day and they were doing the advertisement for the, the gala. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it, you know, the comments were there and I was, there was a few comments and if there's less than 20 comments, I'll actually read them to see what people have to say about Correct. homosexual stuff. Yeah. And so this person goes, oh, my God, they're letting homos loose in the they, – they're letting homos at the zoo. What's the, the zoo got to do with homos and all of this? And I, I actually replied with, I thought you'd be happy that the, na- that the wildlife was back in their habitat. And she didn't like it. <laughs> I got, like, 500, like – Maybe it was more than it was more than ten people <laughs> laugh, but yeah, it, it was just I, I just went, oh my god, you, the homophobics are just gonna fucking call out everything. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I did note, and this is not a a, a slight on anybody at all, because it was just great. There were so many people there that were like the um, older people, like older um, couples, as in heterosexual couples, who were there with their picnic blankets, just having a great old time. And as I said, there were families, and everything was hunky-dory um but the one thing I turned around to my wife and said and I said to her I said you can always tell the difference between heterosexuals and people who are actually in the community and she goes why is that and I went heterosexuals wave the gay flags and the pride flags and all of that and homosexuals just turn up yeah yeah so you could pick out who the straights were and who the not so straights were yeah 100 but it was funny it was a great night we had a great time we're definitely going to do it again next year 100%. hopefully I can go so I can get Hopefully, but I got to meet Funky Jackson. So what do we do next? What do we normally talk about? So we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. You're a hubby's ready. Now, a quick word from our unsponsored sponsors. Do you want to go to sleep with a different celebrity every night? Do you ever think of smothering someone, but your pillow is too basic? Then we have the perfect pillowcases for you. Hero Huggers by Rennie. Hero Huggers by Rennie encourages testing on animals. According to the scientists at Drag Me Out University, they have proven results that people who purchase Hero Huggers by Rennie improve their sleep by 83.768%. Phones are ringing off the hook with orders, so get yours now. Or alternatively, go to Hero Hookers by Rennie on Etsy. Sleep soundly knowing your heroes are right next to you. Hero Hookers by Rennie, where heroes lie. Now animals were harmed during the making of this commercial. No one had dragged me out official as a science degree, but they have watched things about Scientology. No research has been done to support these statistics except our own bias opinion. Pillow not included. Thanks, Rennie. Now, I don't think I've actually got a pancreas this week. I got one. I got one. I may have to check. I may have to check my note. 
Well, you can uh, consult with the producers. Um, I am going to start mine. Okay. Okay. Oh, my pancreas. This has been in sitcoms and I've watched people bitch about it and I saw it the other day. I'm calling people out in the line of Dry Gala. This is the only thing where I went, mm-hmm. So before we stood up, uh, because you it was, wasn't was assigned seating or anything like that and you could take seats and blankets and all of that, you had to line up first. And we got there relatively early but not early at all. <gasps> There's a story I've got to tell you as well, but I'll tell you after. Okay. Uh, after I finish this one. So um, we're standing in line and there were these um, fence-type gate things so people could walk past and get to the end of the line and, and everything. And we weren't very far from the the front. We were about, I don't know, about 50, 60 metres from the front. But everyone was kind of spaced out a little bit, you know, social distancing and all of that. And there were a couple of gay guys who were about 20, 25 metres in front of us. Now, I know you could tell, even the lady in front kind of commented as well, you could tell that they did not know that these other people were going to be there, right? So they spotted their friends walking up past the queue to get to the end of the queue and they're like, oh, how are you going? And you go, oh, okay, they know each other and they're giving each other a kiss and a hug. And as soon as they were talking, as soon as the line started moving, they moved the gate out of the way and let their friends jump in in front of everybody. Mm. I have a huge issue with that because considering the <laughs> fact that I we did the right thing and we would never do that unless you unless it was a prior arrangement. And I would actually say to the people in the front and behind, it's not just us two. We actually have two friends coming. They're just running a little bit late. And if it's a big group, like you're saving a spot for a big group, I'd be like, you know what, like I'll just go to the back with them. Like you can't, like one or two people I would accept. Yeah. I would accept. And if it's allocated seating, whatever, because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But. Stuff like concerts, like first come first serve. First come first serve. You got to be there. Like too bad if you're late. Not my problem. Like we lined up for I think pink because we were on the floor, so we wanted to be nice and close. Mm-hmm. And but we lined up for hours, mm. like two three hours to be at the front of the line. And if someone, I think I do believe someone pushed in, and and one of the mums just like lost her shit. Mm. And I'm no 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 line jumpers. I'm not a line jumper. Mm. Well, the only reason why we didn't really make a big fuss about it or get into anything with it is because there was a woman behind us who had two boys who were like seven and ten. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't need that kind of behaviour in front of kids. But I, it wasn't two people. It was a group of about four or five. No, not on. And as soon as the line started to move, as I said, one of them moved the gate out of the way and jumped in. And that's not fair. Mm-hmm considering that the amphitheatre wasn't very big. And you know what? We found out later on it wasn't overly crowded up in the top section. The, but you, I wouldn't know that. And a lot of other people wouldn't know that because it's not like, you know, the zoo is a random place, a place that we go to all the time. Mm. And it's just a case of, you know, it just, it was it was grinding my gears because we were all doing the right thing. And I was fully expecting someone to call them out and them turning around going, it's our pride. We can do whatever we want Mm. because, and the reason why I say that is because when we're in the bus coming to the zoo, um, I actually overheard a young guy turn around and go, these heterosexuals better not get in my way because it's our pride. It's not theirs. See, that's not screaming inclusivity. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And this is part of the this is part of the reason why my pants burst. I mean, the line thing is one thing, but 
Oh, yeah. So the Pride is all about inclusion. Mm-hmm. Mardi Gras has always been all about inclusion. It can't be in if you're the primary subject as to why it's happening and it is all about love and inclusion and all of that, it can't be except for. You know, we're all about love and inclusion, but if you're a heterosexual person and you beat us to the line, yeah, you know, you you can't turn around and go, well, you have to stand behind us because we're the homos. Like I am actively supporting and if someone said to me, oh, you can't be here because you're straight. I've been trying to do it for years and here you still are. Yeah, I know. I'm here. They let me in the house. I know. And and pick me up like a good Uber. Mm. I love a good lesbian Uber. Well, Uber. That's your that's your moving favor called in. Please continue. <laughs> Not big enough. Uh huh. So I don't actually have a pancreas this week. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna jump on yours. I agree. Line jumpers suck ass. Uh huh. And people who decide that the inclusivity is not is not exclusive. Does that make sense? That inclusivity is exclusive. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the inclusivity is exclusive. Fuck off, because what you're doing is you're actually giving us all a bad name. Agreed. You know, we want we want to be accepted and you know ingrained into the community, and it cannot be whenever we see fit. Heterosexuals need to be accepted too. Yeah, yeah you deserve your own parade. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. What do you do for the other 364 days of the year? Especially when you're a white male. Yes. Like, <laughs> you just need that inclusivity to feel mm-hmm. that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry yeah. about it. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, don't fucking stand in front of, don't, don't fucking let people in. When they're not doing the right thing and when you're on the bus. Make sure that other people can't hear your heterophobia mm. or any other phobia. But I've got to tell you the story. Okay. So I'm standing in line and I notice walking towards me is Aubrey Hay from season two of Drag Race Down Under mm-hmm. out of drag. So I clocked her in a second. I just looked at her and went, that's Aubrey Hape. And my wife went, where? And I went, right there. So, but, you know, people have a right to their anonymity and people have a right to be able to enjoy their experience. So didn't say anything, just let her be. And so after we met Spanky and a couple of other queens, we walked back up to the bus stop and we're one of the last people to leave because we had a big chat with Carla from Bankstown as well because Carla remembered me from and remembered us from yes. Melbourne Expo. So while we're standing at the bus stop, who's standing next to me? Aubrey Have and her little group of friends. And she tells this story, okay? So the show finishes and she decides that she's going to go backstage to say hello to some people. Now, remember, Spanky Jackson and Molly Poppins were also on the same season. So, And she knows a lot of the queens. There were a couple of Melbourne queens as well and all of this. Mm-hmm. So I overhear the story and the story is she goes to go backstage and, you know, bitch at the door says, do you have the required pass? And she said, no, but I actually know some of the queens. I kind of wanted to sort of say hello and maybe surprise them. I don't know. And she said, uh, you you can't come in unless you know this. And she's going, oh, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm a drag queen. I've actually worked with a couple of them on Drag Race. And apparently the woman, the person's like, don't care. And so she had to grab somebody to verify who she was 
to let her in to say goodbye, to say hello to everybody. So I kind of, I found it amusing at the same time as, like, Jesus Christ. But, like, anyone could say that. Do you well, know what true. I mean? Like, she's just protect anyone true. could say in to just go and hurt but them. But they actually told us that at the beginning of the show that 50% of the people who work at Taronga Zoo are actually in the community. So yeah. there is a chance that somebody who was there would have clocked her as season two. I heard they're the same statistics as the NRL, but anyway. Anyway. <laughs> they don't call them manly for nothing. So, um, so then... What's even better is we get on the bus and we're sitting a couple of seats away from her and there's an English woman and her boyfriend and they get on and they start up a conversation with Aubrey and they have absolutely no idea who they're talking to, to the point where this woman's like, oh, we love watching Drag Race. We know all about Drag Race, all of this other stuff. Drag Race is great. It's my favourite show, all of this. And the whole time she's talking to Aubrey Hay doesn't recognise that it's her. And now we see what they're like out of drag in their confessionals. I mean, that's right. how I knew who she was instantly. And so what made it even worse was this woman turns around and she goes, and what is it that you do? And Aubrey goes, I'm a drag queen. She goes, oh, really? Have I seen you in anything? And I'm like, I'm sitting there in the bus going, Jesus Christ, oh, my God. You're, you've just told her that you're a huge drag race fan. And then Aubrey actually says, oh, have you watched Drag, drag Race Down Under? She goes, oh, yeah, I love that show. I love that show. I love watching the Drag Race Down Under. It's almost as good as the UK one. And she's sitting there talking to Aubrey Hay and then had the hide to actually ask her what she did for a living. And when we, when the response was drag queen, still did not put two and two together. <laughs> Stupid bitch. It was amusing me to no end on the bus. I'm not, I, 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 I'll tell the truth. I was chuckling to myself. I'm sitting on the seat going, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> I still would have been like, Aubrey, hey, how are you? Well, if it wasn't for the fact that we needed to get off the bus quickly because one of us had to go to the bathroom, I was actually going to go, hey, Aubrey, you know what? You're great. And I'm actually going to apologize for a comment that I made that you have no idea about. <laughs> I was going to do it. Join our podcast. Please join our <laughs> podcast here and, you know, throw out a business card because we have business cards, guys. Mm-hmm. So if we hand one to you, don't get offended or anything and don't throw it back in my face because I'll ninja star it back at you. Why is people throwing our business cards at your face? I have one of those faces where you just feel I need to throw things That's at That's fair. Right? I, do, I do want to hit you. And this I instantly recognise it. Yeah, I could say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, it was just so funny. It was just the way she was like, and what is it that you do? And she's like, I'm a drag queen. Oh, okay, have I seen you in anything? <laughs> You're not allowed to do British accents from now on. Hey, excuse me. My British accent is pretty. It doesn't sound good on camera and it doesn't sound good through a microphone. It doesn't sound good next to it either. Hey, it's (laughs) good. Shut up. RuPaul's Drag Race, the 200th episode. It was the 200th episode. It was the, uh, is it Crystal Ball? It was the Crystal Ball. 200th episode. Yes. So uh, last week's episode. Uh, which came true, and Jax was gone, but not forgotten. And the reason why we can't forget her is because bitch lips in five times. Five times. Five. 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 It would have been two if it wasn't for the Lola Bruiser, right? True. Yeah, she, she did, did three, three times. times. But yeah. she did three times to save herself. That is five times more than Bianca Del Rio. Even when she was invited back to lip sync, correct, she still did not. Five times more than Bianca Del Rio, 
and uh, five times more than I think Bob the Drag Queen. I think Bob only lived. Oh no, but didn't Bob live till the end? But okay. that's not for your life. No, it's not for you. It's the win. Yeah. So I just want to say when Anita told her story. Oh. And her dad, I like. Oh. I want to reach out to her dad and be like, "You are what we need." Heartbroken. The idea of Anitra crying would have upset me anyway. Seeing it, I know. And then in the confessional, I know. Which is crying. Yes, what? But like her story, like it's I'm sure they can. Of course, and I'm sure that like any person who's different can relate to feeling excluded. Hundred percent. And but by your own family, like I couldn't imagine, like my son saying to me that I'm gay, and I'd be like, "Get out!" I'm like, no way, you can come with me. Let's go shopping. But it's the greatest fear that a person who has to come out has, and it's the rejection of family. But like that's the thing is, I I want him to not have that fear. Like I want to make him, if he's straight, you can come out to me as well. If you're gay. You can come out to me as well. But either or, like girls. I'm, I'm How actually, dare you? I'd actually be really disappointed. <laughs> How dare you, like girls? Get out of my house. <laughs> I don't want to know you with your weird ways. Go live with your father and yeah. buy porn magazines. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go no, pick up a chick. <laughs> yeah, no, hang out with the chicks at the YGA. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't want them to ever feel like there is a chance that I would ever reject them because of who they are. Yeah, of course. Um, so them in the workroom before the challenge, reminiscing was my absolute favourite. Like them talking about the, the old episodes and what they like. Like we are opulent. You own everything. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Lux Noir's impression of Alyssa Edwards was great. She needs to be quiet. Yes, yeah, she does. She does. She needs to go. Mm-hmm. She needs to go. She needs to be next. Why wasn't she? And we'll get we'll get to that. Anyway. We'll get to that. Yep. Um. Oh, and then the whole thing with Marsha, 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 and Lux Noir, like something fell. Oh, when they were grabbing the stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. Lux had a little. Yeah, thing. because Lux is a. <laughs> I'll do my own thing. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um yeah she's done she's done in my books uh there's nothing that's going to redeem her in my books i want to go on i want to go on yesterday mm-hmm. i want to go on instead of who went on this episode yes. because actually can i just throw back to last episode right mm-hmm. she was in white yeah she should have been a standout she was not a standout in the heads up one no and in three she was in the middle in white she should have stood out she did not stand out you do not stand out. Get the fuck off the stage. Go away. If you cannot stand out in the middle, dancing around in white, you go. Sorry. You have not impressed me. I am a judge from home. Mm-hmm. I judge you. Mm-hmm. We'll still have you on, but I'll judge you. But RuPaul. Hmm. Must be saying something that we're not saying. No, I don't think so. Made a comment. That Spice hasn't changed her silhouette, which is not untrue. Mm-hmm. But her outfits were always different. Lux tomorrow, I feel, is wearing the same Borat style yep. outfit. And flat wig. Have we and seen her wig. not in a flat wig? No, I don't think so. No, I was trying to think of it um, earlier today. Not. 
like at all. And it's, I think it's, I, look, I understand. Like, you know, she's not showing growth. Sorry. Especially not in that 20, 40 inch hair. I don't know. 20, 24 inches. Supposed to be 40, wasn't it? Supposed to be 40. It's not. There's no way it's 40. No. It hasn't, and it not. hasn't grown and it will never grow. <laughs> it will never grow. No. <laughs> so she needs to go. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So let's talk about RuPaul. She would never have survived her own lip sync for your life. <laughs> I'll say that right now. Also, she is the only 62-year-old I know that could pull off dancing and singing about cake and candy with a men full of, like, nappies on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it was creepy. It was creepy. <laughs> it was less creepy because it was RuPaul, but it was still a bit creepy. It was a little bit creepy. <laughs> Candy. Yeah, yeah, don't. It's going to stay in my head. Yeah, I know. I've already got But I can we uh, address the fact that uh, RuPaul is obviously accepting her age but showing people that she's a little bit uh, more refined than that because the uh, length of the dresses. I know. She's gone back to short. It's great, though, because yes. she's got the goods. But she couldn't do her little cake and candy No, because dance. she's 7 foot 300 tall yeah. wearing stilettos and stuff. And let's. Let's face it; she's a bit rigid. She's a little bit rigid. I mean, she's yeah. old. Well, you don't, you won't, you will never see her twerking, and you'll never see her. Drink, the rigor mortis is getting to her. It the rigor mortis. The rigor mortis. The rigor mortis is, is getting, getting to her. her. Absolutely. So, it was the crystal ball episode, the two hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. So they had to make. They had to have three looks: two they could bring, and one they had to make in a day. Yes. Okay. So let's start off. Who was the first one out? Was a mistress. It was mistress. Okay. Please remind me what mistress. Was wearing. Okay, so mistress was wearing. Ooh. Mistress was the one with the beach balls. Yes. All three looks I loved. Yes, and I wrote all three looks I loved. Love. She had the last one. She had the beautiful crystals around the neck. She had a mm-hmm. white gown. Yep. First one, I know it was the racing one because it was category but yes. i can't remember exactly what she was and like, all it. the mottos in it and stuff it was basically the recreation of the red racing suit okay, that yeah, rupaul yeah. wears um but she had some of the sayings on there because i was every time i watched it because I, I watched it a couple of times and i still can't remember what they were um i still can't remember that they it, it, there were sayings from there like munch munch crunch crunch okay yeah so there was some other little sayings. so then there were, was spice Loved the first one. I loved the little race chaser one. It was cute. And um, she had the little sign with her. Actually, you know what? I thought it was very well. It, it fit her very well. And I liked the boots. Uh, uh, the second one was the pom-poms. The pom-pom dress that she, she had that were like the balls and everything. Yeah, it was a bit meh. It was a bit meh. But you know what? The last one, hmm. <laughs> It wasn't really crystals. She made herself look like a disco ball that was She should have done a gown. She should have. There was a problem with length as well. Yeah, she should have done a gown. She should have done something different. They told her do something different and she didn't. And that's probably the outcome of that. Um, Lux, nope. Racer, hated it. Hated it. Um, And it's not because I don't like Lux in general. The Swarovski, do you remember the, the black swan? Yep type of ballet and she thought how beautiful she looked i was like like you just wrapped a sash around you and stuck diamantes on it yep it was horrendous yep no she should have been in the bottom yep 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 look honestly the bottom should have been selena s titties because 
let's face it, the last book was probably the worst one I've seen on the mm-hmm. in the runway ever, besides Jiggly Caliente's baked potato couture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was probably the worst thing I saw. The first two were all right. Yeah. Um, didn't mind those two, but the, yeah. Sorry, Selena, I love you. Oh, yeah. Well, but can we just uh, go on to say... Uh, Do we have to talk about your girlfriend? We get it. She's beautiful. I get it. That last race was spectacular. She could have lost the shoulder things, though. But it's, yeah, I didn't. But she did the smart thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody was going for the crystals, the silver crystals, whatever. Mm-hmm. She was, like, waiting out, seeing if anyone was going to touch the gold applique and stuff, and no one touched it. She went for the different, which obviously, and it played so well off her skin tone. Oh, it did, yeah, for sure. I mean, she can wear a paper bag and still look good. I think she should have wrapped those around her arms, not like yep. chunk. Yep, yep, but yep, yep, yep. you know, um, I she should have won, mm-hmm. which she did win. Yep. But Lucy was okay. It's just I feel like I didn't like the first look. I feel like I'm seeing the same thing from her. I I didn't like Lucy's first look. I actually think Lucy should have been in the bottom. Look, she was above average. If Lucy wasn't in the bottom. If Lucy was in the bottom, I feel that like they would have had to reduce their standards because you. How could you get Lux not be in the bottom? Right. Oh, well, true. Yeah. I mean, they could have done a three-way lipstick, I guess. But um, and then the lovely Anitra, who was okay, okay, spectacular dress because she made that in a day. I know. And then the sugar ball one was shit. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, like she had like three sugar things on her. I'm like, you need a whole corset made out of fake sugar, like fake. Peppermint, I don't know, whatever. You, yeah. You you needed more. Yeah. Uh, she could have won that with the last dress alone. Alone. Because that was amazing. I don't understand why Michelle's coming at her about her smiling. Like every time they showed her on the runway, because the second time I watched it, I paid attention to Anitra and I was like, I'm going to see if she's like real resting bitch face. Yeah. But I think it's just her thinking face. Possibly. Like, and but during the runway, she's smiling yeah. and then she stops smiling. Yeah. And then she's smiling. And then it's she's possibly like, the concentration of I don't want to slip down this runway face. Yeah. Did we miss anyone? Malaysia, meh, meh. I've seen it before. Yeah, you're doing gowns, which you always do. Yeah, meh, meh, meh. So obviously, it came down to Selena and Spice because mm-hmm. Spice didn't change up her silhouette. Yeah, but I think they were going to get rid of her no matter what. Yeah. Um. So I think that was obviously targeted. So two of the three of us predicted Spice to go this week. Yeah, I forgot that Selena was bad at design challenges. Well, we definitely know that she's bad at design challenges yeah. now. Season 15, most gag-worthy stars. The queens get up close and personal with celebrities for TV's sketchiest news magazine, 50-50 The Runway. Category is Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. Beyonce, what? Is this a design challenge or they've already got those clothes? They probably already got it. Uh, Frankie Grande is going to be on it and Connie, love Connie. I don't know who that is. Mm. Oh, Charo's going to be on it. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. So that's... acting challenge is it? Oh. Well, it's they're, so they're going to be like pretending to be reporters and stuff. You know how they usually do one of those kind of things. Mm, see, Selena could go both either way with those. I think Selena will be fine. I think Sasha will. Uh, this may trip someone like Sasha or Anitra up. I think Lux will be in the bottom. God, I hope so. Not because I hope so, but I think she'll be shit at that. Oh, yeah. I think Lux will be in the bottom yep. and I'll think 
You know what? I think a nature might be in the bottom. Yeah, I think it's going to trip up a big name. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Oh, you know what? Because they've been coming at Marsha. We didn't talk about Marsha's runway. All of them I wrote I loved. They were okay. No, no, they're all right. But here's the thing. She's fucking pretty. She listened to the judges when they said less makeup. More makeup. More makeup, sorry. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. She's too pretty. I think it's like, what do you want? Like a cake on her face? Yeah, but they, I think they just want to see if there's some growth. I don't know if there's some growth with her, to be quite honest. I don't think there is because maybe mm-hmm. her makeup skills aren't there. Maybe and, they aren't. And not all of them. Queen, so you think, because most theatre people do their own makeup. But, you know, I mean, we don't know. But it's either going to be, I, I think something like this is going to trip up somebody like Anitra. It won't trip up somebody like Marsha, but maybe the runway will with the Night of a Thousand Beyonce's because this is the thing. Somebody like Sasha Colby and Anitra could very well redeem themselves with the runway. Yeah. I don't think somebody like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha may be able to bring out a look that would be indicative of the essence, the Jada essence hall of Beyonce. All right. I'm going with, this is going to be my prediction. I'm going with Malaysia in the bottom, mm-hmm. and I'm going with Lux. Going with Lux and Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Okay. Uh, and I'm going with Lux getting the ass. Well, that's because I wanted to. Because yeah, Marsha will Marshall outsink her. For sure. Yeah, for even sure. our dancer, if yeah, nothing else. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that should be exciting. Also should humble Lux a little. I think that's what she needs. She does. She needs to live sync for her life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she doesn't go, it she needs she needs the wake up call. Uh, because as people like Sasha and Anitra are just taking it in their stride and just taking each week as it goes. And Selena S Titties, I think, might if she gets in her head this week, mm-hmm. I think she could be in the bottom with Lux. Possibly, but you know what? I don't want it to be because no, I don't she be was she was there for Anitra in the workroom when Anitra was having her her thing and was basically like your family and that's just the way that it goes type thing. And I'm it, somebody like that is always good in my books. But yeah. Lux Noir London could donate five hundred million dollars to the charity of my choice, and I would still have an issue with her. <laughs> I've just I've, I've got an issue with the personality. But um, it's not it's not a personal thing. I mean, this is just part of what we do. So you can judge us if you want. We don't care. Nah, you can even recognize us in the street. Mm-hmm. But what you what your opinion, what you think of us, is none of our business. Mm-hmm. If you put them in the comments, it becomes our business because we have to fucking read it. But you know what? Once we get haters, we know we've made it. We've got we've had our first hater and we're yep. okay with it. Yep, we're okay with it. We were really okay with it. In fact, we were messaging each other, laughing our heads off. We thought this is this is what the spotlight is all about now. We're in. Yeah. Yeah. So I've learned to build up my pink bubble. Uh-huh. And it's got a mirror. Uh-huh. If you want to put your negative reactions onto me, I'm pew bounce uh-huh. back. All good. Okay. So we yeah. have a very special guest. Coming on very soon. She is a gender illusionist, not a drag queen, a gender illusionist, as she told Dicko 
in Australia's Got Talent. Gender illusionist. Mm -hmm. I love that word, illusionist. Anyway, uh, she's been described as a better singer than Madonna. And we're going to be seeing her tonight at the Vanguard in Newtown. Please give a warm. But not fuzzy. Not cold. Not even tepid. Give a warm welcome to Charismatic. Hey. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for your patience. I oh. have been trying to glue that left lash on for the last 10 minutes and it's finally on the <laughs> motherfucker. I did not want to go. So we're actually really looking forward to seeing you perform tonight. We've been dying for this. Uh, it's going to be fabulous. We're already in Newtown now. So, um, yeah, we're, we're literally just down the road from the venue. Uh, so I'm like, okay, quickly judge the hair. Partner's done that, throw myself into an outfit just in time so I can do this interview with you. And then it's coming off very briefly, and I'm going to set the venue up um, and then it'll all be back on again. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Right. So you're setting up. Yeah. Yeah. So in a couple of hours, or not a couple of hours, at four o'clock in about half an hour. We just want to thank you so much for coming on. We no, really thanks do. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I'm, I've been watching what you girls are doing all over Instagram. And I was like, oh, God, oh, have God, you? I'm involved with this. We're so, we're so sorry. <laughs> For. You're giving us a voice. You're allowing us to be as camp as, you know, anything goes and it's fabulous. So, yeah, oh, thanks thank for having you. us around and thanks for creating something like this to give the drag community a voice and, you know, tell people and show people what we do. So it's fabulous. Well, we just, we 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 love the whole art that that is drag anyway. And uh, yeah. if you've seen anything, you can see that I'm just the biggest goofball to ever walk around the planet. <laughs> you know are you enjoying the pride season i am i actually went to the um the the gala at drunker zoo on thursday night how was it it was amazing i'm actually really surprised i have a voice right now (laughs) (laughs) you know i sang on crown street yesterday and Mm -hmm. um stayed out all night quite late and i'm surprised i still have a voice (laughs) (laughs) something in common already you describe yourself as a gender illusionist. Yes. So one of the questions that I have, I kind of have a fair idea on what it is, but for those who are new to this scene, who are following it because they know us, can you please, can you tell us the difference between being a gender illusionist and being a drag artist? Good question. Um, I always hated the word drag. I always found, like, I still use it because you have to. It's like, what yeah. Do you yeah. Like, oh, I'm a singing uh, drag queen because people know the term. Um, but I tend to find, I just find the word, you know, people love it, people hate it. It's like when people use other words to describe people, it's like bitch is sometimes endearing. And then if you say it a different way, it's not. Um, yeah. I find the word drag in itself, I find it degrading. I don't know why. I just, I just don't think it represents um, what all the, all the work that goes in. You know, when people say, oh, it's such a drag, and I'm like, mm, do I really want to associate myself with that? Um, I also tend to find that drag queens can be very advertently obvious that they are um, a man dressed as a woman in drag, if that kind right. of makes sense. And so for me, when I try and separate things as a performer, I try to be as, as feminine as possible, but also have that little element of illusion in there. It's kind of like, you know, we know it's a guy, but is it? Like there's yeah. always that little element. If you in have there. to ask, 
Yeah. So if you have to ask, I got like even last night going down Oxford Street, I'm like, God, I'm hungry after doing all the gig stuff. And I was like, oh, going to KFC and get some chicken. Um, big mistake because oil runs right through me. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the chick at the counter, she's like, Oh, I love your makeup. It's like drag makeup. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, that's because I'm a drag queen. And she's like, Oh. I thought you were just a woman with the makeup. I'm like, no, nah, definitely a boy, love. Um, <laughs> like, oh, okay. So, you know, it's that breaking the divide between what I would classify as the drag you see at nightclubs, like mm-hmm. um, all across Oxford Street, and then, you know, the, the illusion side of it. It's like, okay, it's a guy, it's in drag, but my God, you know, she's got a killer rack, even though they're made of foam. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it all looks good on stage and I've got a great set of pins. My legs are, you know, probably one of my Yeah, best I've days. been checking them out. <laughs> I'm, you know, I have my moments. But I do understand what you mean by, you know, how you were, it's kind of like drag being a harsh word. I'm actually the same with lesbian. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm significantly older than quite a few people. I mean, I'm 48. So growing up in the, the age where, lesbian was lesbo or dyke or whatever it was it still has the harsh yeah. connotations well, i don't even me. like the word dyke i hate it i hate it yeah um, i find it's so, like the, the cut word the other one you know month yeah. bunt yeah you know replace yeah. that like it, yeah. it, i find that that's very much it's it's up there yeah but I, so i i describe myself i i usually tell people that I'm gay because that's the um the the, the pigeonhole that society chooses for you yeah. Um. And so, just to appease, just for my own sanity, I, I, I use gay. Like I describe myself as gay. I don't. I don't go. Oh, I'm a lesbian or what? Because I still have that the mm. negative connotation behind that. So I completely get what you mean when you say you know the the word drag isn't something that you would use yeah. to describe yourself. And you know, I'm not the traditional drag performer. Yeah, I'm a guy that dresses up like this. But I guess if you try to liken it to other performers in the, in the realm, like. You wouldn't necessarily call Conchita Worst a drag queen. And yeah. with Shane Jenick, who's Courtney Act, I don't think you would call him a drag queen either. Because mm. we're very more, we're more feminine than most of although Conchita's kind of changed the brand a little bit um, mm. from what it used to be. Before I just remembered it was a glamorous queen with a beard. Um, that's obviously changed now. He's taken it more in the more rustic sort of vibe, which looks fabulous. <laughs> but I tend to find that the, the, there's that weird uh, like divide between what I would consider a drag queen and then gender illusion. And so you know, although people, like drag queens would be like, oh, she's charismatic, she's just gender delusion. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> you know, I, I get that there's drag queens, but I like to, you know, stand out just a little bit more and say, you know what, it's gender illusion. Yeah. <laughs> I did like how you corrected Dicko on Australians Got Talent. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, I, was I'm, <laughs> I don't watch the show. How far did you get? I'm not, I'm. I... Yeah, so it was, it was a good, it was a ride. It was a time. Um, parents came with, which is fabulous. They look, they were um, so cute, by the way. They, they, they were mom like. Mum became a meme. Mum no. got famous. She got Twitter famous. She ended up, <laughs> you know, I'm the contestant and she takes a lot of life. You know, <laughs> short, and she's short and she's cute. Yeah. Um, but my parents came along and it was fabulous. Dad cried, he got emotional. We all kind of had an emotional ride on that show. Um, but you know, wild carded contestants. So basically, it was, um, I got all the way through. Not many people know how that show works. The short version is that they have like thousands of people audition and they only mm-hmm. put about 70 or 80 on TV. But then they cull it all down to the top 40 and then they pick and choose who is shown on TV. And you might have like 
80 of them get four yes votes and standing ovations. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to end up on TV, which yeah. I didn't know, but I know now having been a contestant. So but that defeats the purpose of the look, getting the four yeses. Talent that you don't get to see. And so yeah. I'm really fortunate that I got shortlisted down all the way. Um, and then to actually be shown on TV as well was was great. But, you know, you don't really know until like the day before it goes to air because the producers don't tell you. Yeah. So, right. okay. There you go. So not to not to you know um, shit all over it. So what I'm hearing is it's Australia's got uh, selective talent. talent. <laughs> selective talent yeah. Australia's got what the producers got like convenient talent. talent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, would so, I do a reality TV show again? Probably not. Not knowing that. That was um, my question. I had a fabulous time. <laughs> that was because that was going to be my question with the uh, reality TV. And would you have you Will you consider Drag Race or is that something where you're just like, you know what, I'd rather make it without that? Look, I have an issue with drag queens judging other drag queens. I have an issue with people judging anybody. Probably don't watch our show then. Um, <laughs> I, I, for one, I just recently was a judge on the First Nations um, saw that oh yeah yeah, yeah. and you know I was quite honored to be invited to be on the other side because like I've always been in other competitions and stuff but I've never been a judge on it and it was a bit of a you know for me I was like oh do I do it do I not do it because part of me is like I don't want to be on a show judged by other performers because every performer is unique and it's like how can you judge that um, me as a cabaret artist I judge based on performability and telling a story because I'm a cabaret performer so it's really all I can really judge I don't care about your makeup don't care about your hair couldn't give two bucks about the costume you bought on AliExpress my thing is more about did you tell a story that I fell in love with did I believe what you were singing about or talking about or miming because that's what most of them do I just I don't feel comfortable judging miming drag queens because I'm not a mimer no. so there's little things like that and I'm like eh. but I had a really good time and it was a it was a joy to be part of that world and to actually see a different subsect of the the drag community get a limelight and I love that I love that we celebrate everybody in our community but me for going on to a talent show again judged by drag queens meh. I've been asked to do it I got headhunted for the queens of the universe stuff I did all that sort of red, red mole application sort of thing. The one thing I hate the most about the RuPaul's Drag Race application process is how convoluted it is. Yeah. You basically audition for every single fucking episode on the show and submit that as an application along with all of your costumes. And it's mm -hmm. like, why the fuck would I spend $10,000 doing all of that and then get told, now nah, try again next year with a whole bunch of shit that I'll never wear. So I, you know, there's bits and pieces of it. It's not so much getting on TV and getting the opportunity. For me, it's the back, like the background stuff that people don't know about. And that application process was enough to me to go, I've got the money, but I would rather invest that into what I'm doing now. Oh, I don't yeah. need, I don't need, you know, a someone worth 1.5 million, which is less than most celebrities, telling me that I'm good at what I do. Um, so I kind of, you know, I drew a line in the sand. I think some queens need it. Um, I see a lot of queens do that show because they have either low self-esteem or they have a story they want to share or they need that, you know, they feel like they need that tick of approval as a performer. 
and they can go and do that. I'm more than happy for them to do that. But for my type of artistry, I just don't think it's me and it's not authentic. Me going on that show and recreating myself and changing my hair and changing my makeup because Michelle Visage doesn't like the same colour every week or um, RuPaul's like, oh, you wore the same silhouette, change it up. Um, oh, it was predictable. At the end of the day, you know, I like to keep things the same because it's con- it's consistent. Um, and, again, it's a character I've created and I know yeah. that they would hate um, just as much as um, the Britney Spears impersonator that was on that show. Derek um, he got Derek, annihilated. Yeah, and- Derek Barry got annihilated on that show. Absolutely me. annihilated. And that and was the whole reason me. why she was, yeah. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Wear a straight pink and purple wig? Change what? Make it purple to pink and pink to purple? Like, we, there's very little we can do with our characterizations because of who we've created. Um, and so for me, for that show, it's a hard pass because unless they're going to judge people based on pure talent and not subjecting themselves to ch- changing themselves to become what the judges want, I ain't interested. But I do see that I do see how it helps some performers that like to change their wig all the time and have 10 different personalities, but I've got enough personalities. I don't think I need <laughs> I don't need but I think <laughs> I think they kind of did that to Courtney Act, but the fact that she was she yeah, was so yeah. perfect that they couldn't get rid of yeah. her. Like, yes. I th- she was like they were like you're just so perfect. Like let us in, and she's like, well, this is me. Like this is who I am. Yeah, and exactly. I think because she didn't screw up that badly in anything, and they she were made just it like, you know what? She's fabulous. Yeah. Keep her. And yeah, the exactly. are getting better and better, and she's got great contacts to make those costumes for sure. Yeah, of course. Kind of the other issue with the show is that. A lot of performers, like I said, they have to, which is great because it gives visibility to other creatives in our queer space, which is fabulous. But the drag queens don't make their own shit. And then they get on the yeah. show and they've got to sew a costume, yet the yeah. other nine episodes that they've got costumes for, they were told they needed that costume and they went out and said, oh, hi, designer from Ultimo Tafe or hello from White House Design, make me a costume and I'll put it on TV. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like the drag queen is literally just wearing something, just like me. I didn't make this. Mm. You know, plenty of shops sell this shit. You just got to dig for it. But you find something unique that sits with your character. But yeah. I find a lot of these competitions, because of the categories and it's outside what they would normally do, they have to go and find other people to do the shit for them. It's like, well, how much of it did you actually do yourself? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, now we're judging people on costumes that they didn't make. We're not judging the talent because they didn't make that. So that's kind of why I have an issue with those shows um, yeah. because they're not 100% embodying everything you see before them. They're only the face, the hair, and what they're doing on the catwalk, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so so at what point did uh, Young Mismatic? Yeah. Uh, just go. Um, not only am I going to be a great singer because I've been listening to this and stuff, <laughs> and it's great. Um, <laughs> when when did Young Mismatic go? You know what? I'm going to don the pink and purple wig, and this is I'm I'm going to be a gender illusionist. What led to that for you? Um, Instead of just being a typical cabaret type singer who's you know they're propped up by a piano going you know key change. Like yeah, when yeah. did yeah? Oh, when did you? Piano. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, did I spoil the show tonight? Sorry, <laughs> no, I can't play the pianos. So there's no pianos in the show. <laughs> um, but 
you know what? I like my early coming out story had to do with me not realizing I was gay and me trying to suppress it. So like for me coming out, it was probably different to most, but I drag was a catalyst for me. So like I identify as he, him every other day um, in drag. It's they, cause I, I tend to blur the line there with the whole illusion thing, but my coming out story was to do with when I left the church. So I started off in ministry with like Hillsong and as a youth minister. And I wow. honestly thought at that time in my life when I was 12 up until the age of about 17, I honestly thought that if I prayed hard enough and, and was part of the church that I would, it would go away. I actually thought it was an illness because of the church and what was being engraved into me. And I have no qualms of anyone having their own religion, their own race, their own colour, own culture, go for gold, you do you, and stay in your own lane and stop trying to push it on other people. But what I found um, within my coming out journey was that I had lots of kids coming out to me because I was very open-minded and I, was, I just wanted people to be happy. Um, and a lot of kids were coming out to me and they're saying, I don't know how to tell my parents, can you help me come out to my ministerial mum, my ministerial dad? And I'm like, you know, on the inside, I'm crumbling because I'm denying myself and these kids are asking for my help. You know, the Bible doesn't say Adam and Steve or um, Eve and Mary. It's just Adam and Eve. Like, how do we navigate that? And so a lot of kids were comfortable approaching me and I helped them. But at the same time, every time I did that, a little piece of me was slowly shattering yeah. because I was denying who I was and I'm like I can't keep doing this they're living their truth now and there I am you know lying to myself hoping that you know praying and reading the bible and helping kids come out to their parents that it would help me and all it did was make it worse because I was hiding it so I left the church and threw myself into the gay scene of Sydney and my byline and say this all the time but my byline is if I could lick it snort it fuck it and ride it I did it um, because I believe you only live once, right? <laughs> so yep. I did it all. I left the gay, I left the, the um, church scene. I threw religion to the curb fully because I'm like, who the hell am I without that? Got a great family, got great parents, and I'm welcome at home any day, any time. And my parents come to my shows and stuff in drag now. But like, it's it's weird when I stepped out of the house. I'm like, who the fuck am I? Like at home, I'm embraced, I'm loved. No one cares what I want to do as long as I'm happy and safe. But the issue was when I went outside, that same level of support and acceptance wasn't quite there because it's like, well, does the world accept me? Like I've just left the church. So the gay scene was really new to me. And I was like this eyes wide open Bambi. I walked into Stonewall Hotel for the first time when they used to sell CDs, T-shirts and other DJs. Mm -hmm. And I bought the CD. I bought the hat, <laughs> I bought the shirt, I walked into the bathrooms on level one downstairs, got changed, came out, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, I was a full-on <laughs> Stonewall groupie. Um, <laughs> loving my best life. And I went around and spoke to all the queens. And I was like, you know, what? why do you do what you do? Because I sing, and I was, as a boy, um, not dressed up like this, but I perform, um, I'm in music, I like arts, I'm just trying to find my way. And a lot of queens opened up and told me about how they got started and why they're in it. Um, you know, queens are telling me that they're trans, they felt like they were denying a part of themselves and they feel more liberated in drags. So that was really interesting. And then there were queens that did it because they were so creative and flamboyant, but they felt restricted as themselves that they use this to be louder um, mm -hmm. and more colourful and tell a message. And a lot of the older queens are very much message 
you know, message and storytellers. Um, people like Penny Clifford, for example, um, and Carlotta, you know, mm-hmm. they're girls from the late girls days and they perform today and Penny just retired um, a couple of days ago. So there's a few people in the biz that I spoke to and got a good understanding on why they do it and all that sort of stuff. And so, you know, I dabbled in a few different areas that I'm not going to disclose on this podcast, but <laughs> it's your imagination. Um, and I found my tribe within the queer scene um, right. and I worked out my identity. And part of that was the drag queen. So charismatic pink and purple realistically came about as a wig color because no one else was fucking wearing it. Um, <laughs> and you know what? As soon as I bought this color wig, it went off the market. I think one drag queen in Sydney was selling it. And I, because most drag queens, there's a couple in Sydney that sell wigs. Um, I bought the color and then it was miraculously out of stock and never went back on the market. Um, And so I've got a few of these, thank God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Although we are hunting down the colors in the wig to try and get more made because we want (laughs) a bunch of other stuff. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how the colour came about. But I also found that the the purple and the the, the purple and the pink, but the pinks, the blues, the purples, blend those two, you know, stereotypical colours of what people associate with a man and a woman. Um, So as a gender illusionist, I kind of want to show that through the makeup and the colours by having pink and purple in the hair and in the makeup. The other side of as well is that my grandmother chose the wig before she passed away. So it's actually quite a sentimental thing that the last thing she bought me before she passed away was she wanted to support my drag career and she said, you know, I will get you a wig and this is the wig that she got me. So um, she had terminal cancer and it's also obviously pink's one of those colours as well. So um, there's a few little stories and tidbits to the colours, but there's a few for you. Who knew that a wig could be so philosophical? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a, there's a method behind the madness. You know what's really funny is a friend of ours who's hosted the podcast with us a couple of times, when we explained that you were coming on and everything, and she was like, which one's that again? Which one's that again? And she brought up a photo and she went, I know that wig. I know that wig. I did not know that people, I mean, I I, I kind yeah. of did because obviously, you know, Coco Peru is identified by the, the orange wig with the, the curl up and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise how uh, gender illusionists, drag artists or whatever they, whatever the person calls themselves, mm-hmm. I didn't, I did not know that you could actually be identified by your wig or your style of wig. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many queens recognise me just by walking down the street or off the street during Pride and they're like, charismatic? And I'm like, how do they know? I'm like, oh, because I've been doing the same colours, whereas all the other queens, like I said, from a continuity perspective as an artist, as a gender illusionist, I have a character. I know yeah. who I am. It's I almost like to- a gay fingerprint. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I don't need to keep reinventing myself because I perform 10 nights a week yeah. as a venue to the same audience. Um, yeah. And so there's there's few things why drag queens do it, but I like to have continuity mm-hmm. uh, as an artist. I like to maintain that visual. So people, when they see me, they're like, oh, I know who that is. I know <laughs> that. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of like my ID. You know, when I think when Alaska says, my face is my ID, motherfucker, my wig is my ID. <laughs> <laughs> so we have two final questions before we let you go. Sure. Uh, as quickly as you can, or not yeah. even as quickly, um, as best as you can, 
Yeah. Please describe what your show is going to be tonight um, so everybody's got an idea. And secondly, mm-hmm. uh, where will you be performing after tonight? In so we future. can get that in as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. So, sure. so tonight's show, 4th of March, um, Heart of World Pride, is our Pride Soiree show. It is a, we like to refer to it as a sequin-dipped and muscle-rich cabaret show. Um, you can see my cast is now calling me because it's all Sorry, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> so it's literally sequin-dipped and muscle-ripped. It is a drag circus cabaret live singing. We've got burlesque performers. We actually have Miss Burlesque Australia in there, Porcelain Alice. Um, we have some male contortionists and aerialists in the show. We also have a live singer. Actually, my very first ever and last ever girlfriend who's a singer is in the show. Um, so the first girl I ever held hands with and went, mm, yeah, it's not for me. So, <laughs> friends ever since um is in the show so I'm really lucky to have her in the show as well um and my partner will be emceeing in the show so we've got a few performers and stuff but it's a adult only cabaret a little bit of everything but the music in the show is very much all the gay anthems that you know and love from when you used to go clubbing and you go to the bathroom and you'd be like I'm just going to have a bit more of that. Oh, I love this song. And then you <laughs> That's the so, music we're doing in the show. So, so yeah. on social media, where can we find you? You can find me at Charismatic, so just which is hard to spell. You're best off looking for me online. If you go to my website at getaqueen.com, okay. um, you'll find us on there. So go to that website. You'll see all the upcoming shows and events. Um, I also am, you know, it's exclusive for your podcast and blog um is i'm releasing new music so in a couple of months there'll be about three or four songs coming out wow. of my own originals i have queen which you girls will hear tonight mm-hmm. um which has been remixed for world pride and it's on spotify and itunes yeah. so just type in charismatic or queen world pride and my song will come up um but yeah that's how you can find us. Get a queen.com. Really easy because no one can spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, charismatic, we are looking forward to seeing you. I I've been telling everybody like since we found out that we've been going. My wife is actually really excited about it as well. Cause my husband's not because he has to take care of the kids while I'm here. But... <laughs> He's having so fun. Will... You can rub it in when you get home. <laughs> we will see you tonight. Thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. We really do appreciate it. We cannot wait to see you in person. And thank you so much for having I'm, me. Look, I'm already fangirling. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm a big. I'm somewhere inside of me is a drag queen bursting to get out. We're not sure how many. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I tell people, don't let this fool you. I'm a big old girl. I'm a big old queen. Okay, I just I'm, I'm I I cannot wait. We cannot wait to see you tonight. Please break leg a fantastic show tonight thank you and we'll see you there see you <laughs> bye 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 so 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 Haley, 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 Haley. Yeah. we finished the segment out let's put a segment in ready can we do your segment what's the that what's the name of your segment what's it what is it what is it what what is it what 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 she, what she does done be done do what she done be doing. What she done be doing. What she done be doing. So I did Miss Layla McQueen. Mm. Can you tell me if you remember Miss Layla McQueen? I do because she actually is on a lot of social media posts with more recognizable 
queens. She was kind of like a punk type queen, yeah? Yes. And she was like. She came in with the Beetlejuice outfit yes. in season eight. Yes. So she was Bob the Drag Queen season. Mm-hmm. And she was actually a part of the second double elimination that RuPaul's had. Mm-hmm. So she was double eliminated with Dax exclamation point. That was the one where they lip synced to a spectacular drag queen song and it was boring. Yes. So it was I Will Survive and mm-hmm. ironically neither of them did. True. But it was the one, remember when RuPaul was announcing the song and I think Michelle Visage or something like that turned around and went, this is it. Like this is, we're finally going to get this lip sync as in this song. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this is so exciting. Or I, I can't remember, there was a comment just before it started yeah. and then you could just see their faces gradually drop as it was, Gee, it was bad. And if you were going to badly lip sync this song, this whole this whole season should have been cancelled due to that song. True story. Being badly lip sync. True story. Drag should have just been cancelled. Yeah, just cancelled. Just, just, just get rid of it. We wouldn't have existed. So nah, just cancel it. This Zoom wouldn't. This this podcast wouldn't even exist <laughs> based on if they had cancelled drag in general because of the yeah. most boring lip sync in the world to one of the greatest drag queen drag artist lip sync songs. Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Correct. Brenta. So she was in the bottom in the first episode, but mm-hmm. RuPaul did not send anyone home. Gave them a second chance. Yes. And then she failed again. So it's better. Anyway, she's very active on social media. Her Instagram is Miss Layla McQueen, L-A-I-L-A McQueen, and she has 272K followers. So she's still, yeah, still up there. She posts a lot with, like, Bob the Drag Queen, posts a lot with um, a few other queens from her season. Um. Put little fun facts, little fun facts about her. She has misophonia, which means negative emotions, thoughts, and physical reactions can be triggered by specific sounds. So yeah. when Cass chews chewing gum next to my ear, I have misophonia. Want to hurt her. Want to physically hurt her. So your voice in general gives me misophobia? No, because you said it wrong. Misophonia. Misophonia. Yeah. See, that's that's how bad it is. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, well, you're the one that chose to do a podcast with me, so... Well, yeah. yeah. She also fears turkeys and sharks. I can understand the sharks. Turkeys, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in a room with one. True. But I'm not, like, deathly afraid of them. Okay, cool. Plus they're scrumptious. So she also won an Epi. I know this. Yes. I can't remember why, though. Well, if you let me finish my segment, I could, I could actually tell you. Thank you. So <laughs> for outstanding makeup for a variety, nonfiction, or reality program. So she was on the oh, so she did the she did the makeup for okay so I didn't know anything about this show. We're here. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one with Bob the Drag Queen. It's on. Never binge. watched it. It's on binge. Oh, well, I don't have binge. You so need to get yeah. binge. Or maybe I can just sign into your binge. Uh, sure. Yeah, just so I can watch that part and then I can. It's two it seasons. It's uh, Bob the Drag Queen, Eureka, and Shangela. The third season was announced for yeah, November but there's two seasons. Okay. I'm going to steal yours just so I can watch that. Yeah, it's fine. Back. So, yes. Yeah, so- oh, sorry. Sorry. No. For legal reasons, <laughs> that's not fine. You cannot piggyback on my streaming. Okay? No, I'm going to watch it while I'm here. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank yep. you. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and that was all I got with my what she done me doing because I only did it on the train on the right way up. No, that's fair. That's um, fair enough. Layla McQueen, get her into her. She, yeah, very active still. I did send her a message. She didn't send me one back. Emmy winner. Emmy winner. 
Emmy winner up there with Delta Work and Raven. So I would be like keen to see her on All Stars just to see what she done be doing. She still does the rock punk thing. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. But she's got makeup skills. So. She does well, she's an Emmy winner for her makeup skills. Yeah. So she you know. So she's doing she did something right for twenty twenty two. But honestly I didn't like the Beetlejuice look that she had. And then yeah, I didn't like the know, other two. People books. learn. They you know, they grow, they learn. I mean, what was that, seven years ago? Yeah. Seven, eight years ago. So it's it's one of those things where you eventually figure it out and you know, everything's all good in the world and you go win yourself an Emmy. We can do your local drag shows now. Okay, so the Sydney local drag shows we have Slayer on Saturday with Maxi Shield at the Oxford. Shows are at 8 and 9 p.m. We have Drink and Draw with a Drag Queen with the fabulous Wonder Mama who we love. We love, we love. 31st of March at Rhodes and the 28th of April at Dremoyne. We have Kath and Kim Drag Bingo with Prada Clutch and Conchita Grande. On the 11th of March at DYRSL Club, the 22nd of April at North Camaray, and the 29th of April at Wenty Leeds. I'm Queer, get into it on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Universal with Space Horse, who is fantastic, by the way. I've seen it. Uh, Eli Crawford and Tina Bickey. We just want to thank everybody for watching and listening to us. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe on YouTube. Please don't forget to leave us a rating on the streaming podcast platforms, i.e. the places Haley doesn't like me to mention anymore. <laughs> we really need to get off 27 subscribers. I'm done. I'm thinking about making up my own account so I can just get into YouTube and start bring it, building our numbers up. We want to thank our very special guest, Charismatic, for coming on. Thank you so much. We love you all, and we will see you next episode. Bye. Bye.